1: This life study is the basis for our program today and includes short portions of the spoken messages given by Witness Lee. Now, let's join today's program.
2: The Apostle John said in First John chapter 1, verses eight and nine, "If we say that we do not have sin, we are deceiving ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. The Apostle's Word shows that Christians still have a sinful nature and that there is a way to deal with the sins in the life of a Christian. This is Matt Miller with Francis Paul as we resume our fellowship concerning the conditions of the divine fellowship.
1: Francis, welcome back to the studio today. Thank you, Matt. It's very enlightening to get into these matters of how, even after they're Christians, they still can sin.
2: It's not very hard to convince most people of that fact, Francis, that uh, Christians, after they're saved, still sin. But we're going to talk about that today. Our relationship with the Lord is unbreakable, but our fellowship with the Lord can be broken. And we've talked about this in previous programs. We've actually had three programs so far on the conditions of the divine fellowship Today we want to continue what will be at least another week of the programs on this subject. Uh, there's two main conditions. The first one, which we're going to cover today and have covered, is the confession of sins. The second main condition is loving the brothers. So we've got a lot to cover. But today we're still in this matter of confessing our sins. Before we get into the message, Francis, could you give us a review on what we mean by this matter of conditions for the divine fellowship?
1: Well, as we've seen, Matt, When we receive the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior, we get the divine life in us, and that's an unbreakable life. But we've also realized, and we have seen in these programs, that our fellowship with the Lord can be broken. And this is what we're talking about in these programs so that we can realize there is a way to recover from our lost fellowship. When our fellowship is broken, there is a way to recover that fellowship and the conditions are in this portion of the Word for us to realize how to recover the fellowship that has been broken. Actually, Francis, there's ten
2: total messages in the printed life study, and at the end of the program I'm going to give the toll-free number. In fact, I'll give it right now. It's 888-LIFE-STUDY. The listeners can call and get a copy of the printed message to get into these details. Uh, If they're not able to follow us every day, they want to get more details, there's more available. Let's go to message number 12 from the life study of First John, with Witness League.
0: Verse 8. If we say that we do not have sin, here, have is present tense. By the present tense, we can realize this refers to the time after our regeneration. If we say that we do not have sin, no doubt this is the sin that indwells in our flesh. If we say this, we are deceiving ourselves. And the truth is not in us. Then verse 10 says, if we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar. You have verse 8 referring to the indwelling sin. And you have verse 10 referring to the present sinning. The indwelling sin is the very sin that we inherited by our human birth. Actually, this sin came into the humankind through Adam. Even after we got saved, regenerated, this sin still remains in our fallen flesh. And this is why our fallen flesh, which is our body, needs to be redeemed. It has not been redeemed. And you will be redeemed at the Lord's coming back. By that time, this indwelling sin will be fully taken away from our transfigured body. We have to admit that after being regenerated, we still have sin indwelling our flesh. Don't neglect this fact. If you do you will be cheated, you will be deceived, and you will be misled, eventually you will, aha, uh-huh, be quite indulgent in sin. Regardless how much you speak in tongue, how much you have been baptized in the spirit, this sinful nature is still within you. You shouldn't believe that this nature has been eradicated. This sinful for nature remains until the Lord's coming back. You must admit this, and you must realize this, then you are on the alert not to be misled. Otherwise, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us.
2: Francis, this is a pretty strong word about the fact that Christians can still sin after they are regenerated. You've been serving the Lord for more than 40 years. Is that correct? I don't know how many years. Yes,
1: that's correct, at least.
2: (laughs) I'd like to ask you from your experience. You've got a
1: lot of experience. Why is this so important? Oh, this is very, very important, Matt, because our fellowship with the Lord determines how much our service counts with Him. God is truth. God is life. And God is righteous. And uh, God is life to us. If we uh, are not uh, aware of this truth, then we really don't know much about God. But if our fellowship is broken, it means some sin has come in and separated us from the real oneness with the Lord Himself. And uh, we need a way to be recovered in our fellowship. And this portion of the Bible gives us the way to recover our fellowship. I'm so thankful for this because many times in my history I've realized I've broken fellowship with the Lord. Some sin, some sinful thought, some sinful action has come in, and I have realized that fellowship is gone. I can't touch the Lord as I was able to before. So I'm so happy to see this portion in First John, that if we confess our sins, He is faithful and He is righteous to forgive us our sins, and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. This has been a very, very helpful portion in God's Word for me to realize that even though I got saved when I was quite young, yet sin remained in me. There's no such thing as sin being taken out. It came with my first birth, and as long as I'm in myself, I am able to sin. But when I am in Christ, I am able not to sin doesn't mean I'm not able to sin. It means I'm able not to sin.
2: Mm, that's a good distinction.
1: So I just feel like very much we need to know how to retain and regain the fellowship with the Lord. And this portion of the Bible is a key portion in a Christian's life. If he's having that kind of problem of losing fellowship, how to be recovered, how to be restored, how the fellowship can flow again.
2: Well, Francis, I think uh, your words of experience are helpful for many people who are driving down the road right now or wherever they are because I think this is an experience that many Christians struggle with is their fellowship is cut off from the Lord and they don't understand it and they feel lost and they wonder if they're even a Christian anymore and even come to question their salvation. So I really wanted to get your voice of experience on this.
1: Well, I can confess that I've had quite a bit of experience in losing and regaining the fellowship and it's so good to know that God is faithful when we confess our sins. He is faithful, as he promised, to forgive us our sins and also to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. The things we commit are unrighteous. And he can cleanse us from all that unrighteousness.
2: Well, I don't think you did it on purpose, Francis, but that was a good segue into our next section with Witness Lee where he covers that very point in verse 9. So let's go there now and come back and fellowship more about it so that we could have the definite assurance of God's forgiveness of our sins.
0: Verse 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous that he may forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. As we realize that we still have sin in us, surely there's much possibility that we could sin. Then in case we sin, we have to confess our sins, then God is faithful. Faithful in the word of his new covenant to forgive us our sins in the gospel which is the new covenant god promises us that he will forgive us our sins because of the redemption of christ so now if we confess our sin through the redemption of christ surely god has to be faithful in keeping his word if he would not forgive us. This means he just contradicts his own word. Then he becomes not faithful. So we should have assurance as long as we confess our sins through the redemption of Christ, God has to forgive us. Then God is righteous in the blood of Jesus, His Son. To cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Why he has to be righteous? Because on the cross he judged the Lord Jesus. God considered him as our substitute. And God put all our sins upon him. You see, as God hath judged him for us, so his blood is efficacious. To cleanse us. Now, when we confess our sins through His blood, God has no choice. God has to forgive us in order to be righteous. Just like you owe me certain amount of money, and your friend paid for you, and I received that payment of your Lord. Now I still claim on you for the repayment that is not righteous, you see. God has received the payment through the death of Christ. God just has to forgive us. He has no choice. He has to be righteous. So, you can see, He has to be faithful in His word. Then He has to be righteous in his act,
2: faithful in his word and righteous in his act, Francis, this is what you were talking about right before we went to Witness Lee, and I was particularly struck by one thing he said in there about the assurance that it gives us—the assurance that as long as we confess, then we are forgiven. Yes. So, what does it do to our faith if we don't have this kind of assurance that comes?
1: I would say that that causes a big leak in our faith, and we're sinking. We're being weakened. We're being helpless. We just lose confidence in the things that we believed in. But when we lose this fellowship and we don't take God's Word as His faithful Word that He forgives us, then we will surely be in a shipwreck condition, and our conscience will bother us very much. But we'll get so weak that we really don't know how to go on.
2: You know, Francis, the radio program today, this Life Study particular program, started out with convincing us that we have sin.
1: Yeah, right.
2: And then after we're convinced that we do have sin as a Christian, we come in with... The fact that we have the assurance of the Lord's forgiveness of yeah. our sin. This is really a, a wonderful fact that our sin is not left with sin and left for us to be condemned and weakened in our conscience and having weak faith, but we have the Lord's precious blood. Amen. That gives us the boldness. In, in, in Revelation, it says, The accuser of the brothers accuses them. Satan accuses the Christians
1: day and night, but they overcame him by the blood of yes. the Lamb. The blood of the Lamb is our real assurance that God is faithful because He has uh, spoken His Word. He has promised if we believe in Him, He would save us. We are cleansed and redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. The thing that follows this is the maintaining of our fellowship with the Lord. So this is what we're on today because to believe in Him is to believe His promise, His faithful Word, that we're forgiven. If we confess our sins, He forgives us our sins and cleanses us from all unrighteousness. You know, if you're listening to
2: this program today and you
1: are in a condition
2: where you know that your fellowship with the Lord has been cut off, I think many times we know that in our heart. And I'm appealing to you and uh, seeing if there's an echo in your heart to respond to what we're saying today, that your fellowship has been cut off. Well, I just would appeal it to you, on your own, before the Lord, just in a simple way, confess to Him your sin. Just admit you were wrong. Admit. Don't be so proud that you can't admit. Humble yourself and admit that you're wrong. Confess your sin and just be honest with the Lord. It's amazing how powerful the Lord's blood is to restore our fellowship when we confess our sins. He's obligated. He's faithful and he's righteous. His word is such that he will cleanse you. He'll restore your fellowship. You will be brought back into fellowship. And it's like night and day. If you're listening right now and you're in a night and you want to be in a day, take that simple step to turn your heart to the Lord, confess, and be brought back into the fellowship with him. Francis, let's go back to Witness Lee now for the conclusion of today's life study message and an important balancing word to this whole message from the Apostle John here's Witness Lee
0: I have been experiencing 1st John chapter 1 with John chapter 2 for years and years and I have to tell you this is why according to typology every day the children of Israel they had to offer sin offering trespass offering and Morning and evening, again, again, they offered the sin offering. I tell you, that kind of offering is just a kind of confession. Because they realized that they were still sinful. And they did commit some sins quite often. Don't you have sin still in you? Yes. Don't you sometimes commit sin? Unwillingly? Then, what shall you do? You have to confess. When you confess, that means, actually, you offer Him. Right. As your sin offering, as a trespass offering, we have a lot of experiences. So every day, nearly every minute, we need the Lord Jesus. As our sin offering, and trespass offering. Why? Because even now, We still have sin in us, even though it is against our will, yet we have sinned. So we have to make a confession. Hallelujah! This is His promise. We shouldn't be bothered by our indwelling sin. We shouldn't be bothered by so many sins we committed. Yet, listen, when we come to chapter 2, the writer says, I write this thing to you that I expect you will not sin. See. see, this kind promise should not be used as encouragement to sin. Then you say, "Okay, Hallelujah! Now I know there is a definite and strong promise." In 1st John, that if I sin, I can confess, and if I confess, surely God will forgive me. Okay, let's go on to commit sin. This is wrong. John read this way, with the view or the intention that you will not sin. Now, I believe we have seen a balanced view concerning the matter of sin after regeneration.
2: Francis, I love this balanced view of this matter of sin after regeneration. Yes. It's like I made the appeal a minute ago for the listeners to confess, to be brought back to the fellowship. And, you know, from my experience, anyone who would do that would be like taking a shower inside. You feel so clean. It's one of the greatest experiences in the human life is to feel clear in your fellowship with God mm-hmm. without any kind of hindrance with God. And, and yet you don't want to have that experience and feel like I want to take advantage of it and keep on sinning because the Lord's going to forgive me. That's not right either, is it?
1: No, absolutely not. This matter of forgiveness is to restore our fellowship, not to impart to us a license to sin again or to keep on sinning. No, we are forgiven based on the precious blood of Christ and we're cleansed because of the Word of God. He is faithful to give us His Word and He cleanses us with His precious blood. He receives the sacrifice that Christ made for us, and by our receiving this, by confessing that we still have sin in us, we realize that this sin is forgiven, and we're cleansed from it, we're forgiven, and our fellowship has been restored, then we can go on in that fellowship. We shouldn't take advantage of that forgiveness as though it's just a, an enjoyable thing that we can do every time we sin. No, we need to confess, even forsake our sin and take His forgiveness and His cleansing, be back in fellowship with Him again, and remain there, not to give ourselves a license to sin more, but to give ourselves the way to continue in the fellowship with a Holy God through the blood of Christ.
2: You know, Francis, uh, Witness Lee made a comment, and uh, I'd like to take the last few minutes we have here to develop this one comment a little bit. He said, Every day, nearly every minute, We need the Lord Jesus as our sin offering and trespass offering. Why? Because even now, we still have sin in us. Even though it's against our will, yet we've sinned, we have to make a confession. Let's talk about this fact. We need to constantly take the sin offering, the trespass offering... People listening might not even know what the trespass offering or the sin offering is. Why don't you use the few minutes we've got and talk about this experience of every day, every minute needing the trespass offering, needing the sin offering,
1: and what does that mean?
2: Can you make that experiential and practical and explain it a little bit?
1: This is really something that we need to realize, and we take it from God's Word, because its Word is faithful, and we take it because of the blood of Christ has been shed for us God accepted him as our substitute, and all our sins were laid on him. But still, the sin nature remains in us, so we still are apt to sin. And that apt to sin can happen at any second, any moment. But by our confession and his faithfulness and the blood of Christ, we are forgiven that sin, and he even cleanses us from all unrighteousness, so that we can be back in fellowship with him and not yield to the temptation to sin again. Because he has forgiven us, we'd rather have remain in the fellowship and not sin again, do anything against the truth of God. How about the sin offering, Francis? What is the sin offering and the trespass offering? When we take Christ and his offering of himself and his shed blood as our sin offering, that is a solution to our sin problem, that we don't have to live in sin any longer. But when we take him as our trespass offering, that means we confess our trespass. We confess that sins are still in us, and we confess what those sins are. That's offering Christ as our trespass offering. So we need him all the time as our sin offering and our trespass offering. And that was typified or uh, illustrated in the children of Israel, in offering animals as sacrifice for sin. Those animals were a type of Christ suffering and shedding his blood for our sin. And when they came, they came with those trespass offerings because they had trespassed against God's commandment and against God's nature and against God's person. So when we have that kind of experience, we've trespassed, we have sinned, even sometimes sinned willfully after we've received the forgiveness. There's no more way but to take Christ as our sin offering and our trespass offering and to restore us into a sweet fellowship with Him in a more continual way. But this is something goes on all the time. We need to always be confessing our sins when we do sin. We shouldn't center on sin. We should center on our fellowship with the Lord. And the way to restore that center of fellowship is by confessing.
2: That's a good way to end the program today, Francis. Centering not on our sin, but centering on our fellowship with the Lord yes. and our enjoyment with the Lord. I appreciate you coming into mm-hmm. the studio today. Thanks for doing this program with me. Thank you very much. And thank you also for staying with us for the program. And uh, if you'd like to get the printed materials that also go along with the radio program, you can call one eight eight eight. Life Study, that's one 543 3788 On behalf of Francis Ball, this is Matt Miller. Thank you very much for listening today.
1: We hope you enjoyed this program. For more information on Witness Lee and Watchman Lee, please visit our website, lsm.org. Again, that's lsm.org. Thanks for listening today.